This podcast was recorded before the global pandemic. While the world looks a lot different today, we believe this content remains valuable for helping organizations move forward and emerge stronger. Emerging technology continues to outpace the skills of today's workforce. This makes it harder than ever for organizations to find the right talent to fill jobs. According to Deloitte, 70% of CEOs say that their employees don't have the skills needed to adapt to the changes driven by digital technologies. So what can companies do to address the workforce skills gap? Today on the Workday Podcast, I'm talking with Trenton Cycle, VP of Business Technology at Citrix. We're going to talk about using machine learning to close this skills gap and more. I'm your host, Josh Christ. Trenton, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. So before we get started, can you tell me a little bit about your background and your current role at Citrix? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, it's, it's interesting because I started my career in data and working with structured data sources, and I didn't really know at the time that that's actually what many companies would build upon as the pillars and centers of, of intelligence for, for future technology innovations like AI. And so I'm currently the vice president of business technology at Citrix, responsible for architecting, operating business solutions here. And my teams are focused on securing technology, delivering tools and platforms and solutions that make employees productive while scaling our business here at Citrix. And this includes our analytic and intelligent platforms uh, that do drive decision-making for the company. Right. So it's funny. See, we're a little bit ahead of your time when it came to the data and understanding how all the data flows and works together, which is great. Absolutely. And it's just interesting to see how technology builds upon itself and actually learns and finds ways to adapt and generate new opportunities for companies to leverage. Right. New opportunities, but also what are the unique challenges out there in the tech industry when it comes to these new talents and skills that people need? One of the ways we look at it, people are not only just the greatest asset companies have, but they're also the largest operating costs for most companies, up to possibly 70% of our operating costs at, at enterprises. And we see that this talent crisis across is not just the tech industry, but it's every industry. And technology roles are starting to blur into multiple industries as companies start to become more digital. If you look at Examples like an Amazon model where you start out as a bookstore and now you're all of a sudden a digital company, it creates a new level of competition for people and the talent war just continues to expand upon that and and becomes more and more difficult to, to find good people. Right. And so for the next five years, what are the skills gaps that you're really looking to address? When we look at the the gaps and skills and skills that people need to build upon it starts to become more of a creative and innovative skill set that people need. And we're seeing more and more of the redundant sort of mundane tasks, the busy work type items are starting to go away, which means we're hiring people that are quite honestly at a, a different level sort of, of intelligence, because now we're going to exercise muscles that we hadn't before uh, in intelligence and, and creativity. Huh. Okay. And then, so how is Citrix uh, staying ahead in addressing some of these challenges? What are you guys doing as a company? So one of the ways we're doing it, it starts with kind of an intersection of IT and HR. And, you know, technology for years has been sort of in the middle of getting work done and and being part of work getting done. And and we see that a great employee experience while still securing information and making business leaders intelligent very quickly 
is really important for people to be working at companies and, and retaining talent, quite honestly. And part of this is making sure that technology does not get in the way of people. Technology has to be somewhat invisible to how people get work done. And people don't want to search for things anymore. They want it to work a lot like their personal lives. So you mentioned HR and IT needing to work better together. How are you doing that at Citrix? The relationship between IT and HR is an important one in employee experience and driving technology across the organization. And at Citrix, over the last three to five years, it's, it's changed drastically where as we make people decisions, technology is just part of the discussion. It's no longer looked at as there's a quote-unquote HR platform. It's literally, how are we going to enable people to be productive? How are we going to enable people to lead and drive change within the organization? It's no longer looked at as just a side technology that gets implemented. And HR and IT having a partnership and designing solutions together has made a huge difference at Citrix as we drive for a better employee engagement. They expect that when they come into a company that the experience level is going to be the same as what they get from flagging down an Uber or a Lyft or ordering a coffee from a Starbucks. They should be point-and-click simple experiences, and, and those are kind of things we need to remove out of the way of, of people getting work done. Right. I know Citrix is a leader when it comes to leveraging AI and machine learning. So how is the company currently using it? We see AI as a way to make processes more efficient for a simplistic way. And we look for applications of technology that we're able to apply simplicity to drive greater productivity. And one area we, we've seen a lot of this in how we leverage AI is, is really around productivity. We're at a point where technology has to be created to actually solve the problems technology is introducing itself. So we're living in a world where there's so many connected applications and systems that AI has to help people navigate in a productive way across all of these tools and solutions. And so we see productivity as a big win for artificial intelligence and how we're able to actually have systems learn how they're connecting. So, for instance, as everyone does annual sort of performance reviews and you're recommended to work on a certain skill set, perhaps, why wouldn't I just immediately have someone registered for that particular training in my training system? Why would I wait for that conversation to come up again and the manager and the person to say, oh, I forgot to take it because we had the conversation a year ago? And so those are the kind of productivity gaps of closing busy work out of our company we think is, is important. Right. And what you said there is really interesting, that there's so many tools and so much technology and so much data that we need tools to help us figure out which tools we need and when. And we need data-driven tools to help us decide what we need to know and when. I mean, that's, that's really a fascinating thought. Yeah, absolutely. And there's statistics that show that we use eight to nine applications per day in the enterprise. And, and the reality is we're probably an expert on only one of those. So why do we introduce all this complexity in front of people when they're just trying to get their job done, not actually become experts with each one of these tools and solutions? So what type of insights are you getting from machine learning to make better business decisions? So around business decision making, we're in the middle of, as a company, in the middle of a transformation of moving our 30-year-old our business to a cloud subscription model. One of the areas we're driving a lot of our modeling and automation around learning is the subscription model and renewals. And for us as a business, knowing and anticipating if a customer is going to renew or not and anticipating any churn and identifying where we might need to apply either 
more customer service or attention to a customer. That's a big part of, of some of the insights we're starting to get from our intelligence systems. The other area that's pretty important is around anticipating security risks as well. AI and, and machine learning specifically are really getting good at understanding where there might be potential risks for security incidents. And knowing those, obviously, before they happen would be an extreme competitive advantage for anyone, as well as just managing through the challenges of security in today's day and age. Right, right. How do you think AI and machine learning will impact your organization when it comes to finding talent? And I'll share something that I read with you just to kind of fly past you and see what you think of this. There was a CIO who said in the future, especially within the tech organization, we'll need our employees to not just know how to work with machine learning, but know how to teach the machines how to learn. Like we need somebody who can basically be a machine teacher, if that makes any sense. Absolutely. I think there's a few things around talent, which is great with when it comes to applying some machine learning in, in the organization. And, and one is for sure, how do we sort of automate that training process of being able to understand what those, for lack of a better term, robots are going to need to do and understand around what they're looking for. But in general, there's just a lot of busy work in the whole talent acquisition process. And busy work is a great opportunity for AI and machine learning. And everything from finding skills matches to scheduling to candidate reviews to manager reviews, there's just a lot of busy work in that whole process. The hardest part of that whole recruiting process is getting the right candidates in front of that decision maker. And this is a great opportunity where recruiters can automate all that busy work and find great candidates and up-level the skill sets that we're looking for. And more importantly, find some of the skills that exist in organizations, especially the larger ones, because there are great matches within companies, which creates great learning opportunities for existing employees and longer-term benefits to a company by retaining talent for a longer period of time. The thing about the busy work is, one, just in time and money cost, there's all that waste, but also nobody comes home after a day of busy work saying, you know what, it's great. I just spent all day doing something that really we should automate, right? So if yep. if this stuff is automated, then people can actually spend their time having a great conversation with maybe less candidates, but each one is more interesting and they can go deeper. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, there's, there's also the cost of, quite honestly, hiring the wrong person. And with so much busy work, you're, you're going to make more mistakes as a human being. So it's a great opportunity to match up all the skills to not worry about that time and focus on other things like, you know, maybe it's the softer skills. Maybe it's the understanding how adaptable someone might be from the interview, not do they have experience X, Y, Z. That's sort of like a, a checkbox. And so it's a great opportunity to let machine learning do its thing and let the robots partner with the humans to, to find the right candidate. And as far as those softer skills, you'd mentioned earlier, people needing to flex their creativity and their, their kind of open-mindedness and their ability to make connections on the fly. Do you think those soft skills can be taught or encouraged or are they born? This is just one of those things I ask myself a lot and I have my own personal answer, but I'd be curious to hear what you think. Some of them I think can be taught and this might be a little bit of a sort of a flipped kind of answer because I think that in the grand scheme of things, the softer skills are something that you do accelerate if you're sort of naturally tendency to do them. But I think over time, as you work around people with those same skill sets, it's useful. And the other truth to this is that some of those softer skills you want to blend. When you're creating a great team, 
sometimes you don't want everybody to look the exact same way. And some positions might be better off having multiple people with different views and lenses on it, especially if we're going to focus the people side of things on the more creative thinking side, not just the sort of scientific binary decision making that we can leverage machine learning for. And how do you think machine learning will change how business is conducted over the next decade, say? Like we just talked a minute ago, there's definitely a skills change from people who are programming the robots and telling them what to do as opposed to actually executing the busy work. So that kind of goes away and people start to to change their skill set. You're going to be able to sift through a lot of large sets of data quicker and not have to worry about spending as much time on large sets of data. So I think it's going to accelerate businesses' growth as well as how they sort of aggregate and, and pull together new businesses. And then there's a huge cultural change as part of this. Very similar to this whole transition as we go into, if you think of the move from the data center to the cloud, And the whole sort of readiness activity that everyone went through around, oh my gosh, I'm going to put my data in the cloud. What does this mean? How do I do this? This is now, oh my gosh, there's going to be a robot doing part of my job. What is the the job I now need to go get focused on? How do I do the things I need to do? And going through a skills change of what I'm doing to be more creative. And it's going to cause a lot of people a lot of angst and a lot of challenge. But in the next 10 years, that cultural shift is going to be something we look back and go, how do we do it any other way? So what advice would you give to other companies looking to capitalize on AI and machine learning? We're already going faster, and the acceleration is going to accelerate. So what advice would you give to companies? The first thing is to really get laser-focused on those busy work use cases. Most people know where they're at. It's just a matter of calling them out and making sure you're focused on the ones that are going to matter most, uh, because AI and machine learning are, are no longer just a, a thought in the and an idea, this is real stuff that can actually add a lot of value. So I think finding those use cases and more importantly, it's really getting to that human element of the change that people are going to go through, getting your organizations ready for what are the skills you're going to need, understanding the, the change in what they're going to do with their careers and how they're going to manage in this hybrid world of machine learning robots and human beings at the same time. This is a big deal for people to go through and people change is some of the hardest stuff companies do. So Get started on that sooner than later. All right. Great. Well, that's all we have time for today. I want to thank my guest, Trenton Cycle, for joining me, Josh Christ, on the Workday Podcast. Thank you, Trenton. 